0: This
1: is the Energizing India podcast. I am Ravin Mirchandani, your host for this program. On this episode, we've got to do something that is very unique and not normally possible. We were fortunate to have four opinion leaders, all CEOs of Chargepoint operations companies in India, who visited our Artemis studio on the very same day. They were in Pune to be a part of the Energizing India Summit, an annual event held every November, bringing together key CEOs and decision makers from the entire clean mobility sector in India. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. It is a pleasure to have you with us in our studios.
0: Hello, Robin. Yeah, good to be back here. Uh, I'm Karthik, Karthik and Palinswami. I represent Xeon uh, Charging. I'm the co-founder and uh, CEO. Uh, we operate uh, primarily in the south of uh, India. So we operate in the state of Tamil Nadu, Kerala, Karnataka, Andhra, and Telangana. Thanks very much, Kathy.
2: Yeah, Hi, Revin. Thanks thanks for the invitation to be part of this particular meeting or broadcast even. Uh, oh. Myself, P.G. Ramna, uh, I represent for GoEC myself as a CEO and the co-founder of the company in the beginning stages. Yes, we do operate in uh, Kerala, some part of Tamil Nadu and uh, Maharashtra coming up, trying to come up in a wider range. Excellent, thank you very much.
3: Yeah, uh, hi Ravin, thank you for the invite. Uh, my name is Raman uh, and I work with ChargeMuth. So we are a startup working in the EV charging segment. Mostly we work around Kerala, Tamil Nadu and uh, European region right now.
4: Thank you for joining. Hey Ravin, thank you for this invitation. Pleasant to be here uh, with, uh, with, with fellow mates from the CPU industry. Uh, my name is Kati Keharyani and I lead ChargeZone. Uh, we're busy building up a high-speed charging network uh, mostly in the northwest and southern part of India. And uh, yeah, happy to share you know, two bits on the, on the ideas going into 2023.
1: Fantastic, gentlemen. Thank you so much for making the time to be in the Artemis studio. So my first question to you uh, individually is you have all taken the plunge. You're all entrepreneurs. You're all passionate about what you're trying to do, which is to change the world and give India cities clean air all over again. And yet being an entrepreneur is always so filled with risk. You never know where your next business is gonna come from. You you took that risk. You're two years down for most of you, uh, or three or four maybe for some of you, uh, and you're starting to see big, big shifts in the curve of demand. Um, I'm interested, what were the highlights for each of you in 2022 that you want to celebrate as an industry here?
0: Uh, so when we started off laying out these charges, uh, it was more of hope. Uh, we don't know when the customers would be coming. We, we had no... Um, Uh, way of knowing what the addressable market or how soon it will evolve but uh, what we pleasantly um, uh, realized or we were surprised was that uh, we had enough customers uh, and whatever we had projected would happen let's say a year or two from now started happening in the year 2022 so that I think was the highlight uh, for us as okay. a CPO. so big
1: inflection in business as well. Exactly, exactly. You're seeing, you're seeing it come. All the yeah. next ones on the road, fifty thousand cars now, and you're seeing that big demand starting to happen. It,
0: it's definitely more than what we had hoped it would be. It's definitely more than what we thought it would be. Yeah.
1: Fantastic, PG. If we can come to you, what, what were your highlights? Yeah,
2: we we are a startup. Basically, we started these thoughts uh, three years back, and we end up uh, start doing physically the charging stations last eight months. I will be honest with you. In eight months' time, we managed to finish 17 DC charges in uh, across India, majority in Kerala, and uh, 20 numbers of ACs, and uh, 48 numbers under construction in pan India basis. In eight months' time, I believe uh, that's a quite good achievement, and uh, we're trying yeah. to grow
1: along with others. So this was the year you saw the big growth in physical infrastructure going into. Uh, onto the road for, for go GoEC.
2: Yeah, because as exactly Karthik said, so you know in the beginning of the stages we never <clears throat> felt that there will be a lot of people will be using the common DC fast chargers as long as they do have the ACs in their premises. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we came to know that, uh, I mean we always monitor others and we came to know that uh, the DC is definitely getting used because mm-hmm. there are long drivers, mm-hmm. people are using a confidence level in the EV And uh, EV definitely growing up, especially in the southern part in Kerala, Mm. it's uh, an out of 10 vehicles, we can see one vehicle nowadays. Yes, true, Yeah,
1: true. used to see one a week, then one a day, now one an hour, you're starting to see that inflection starting to happen with green number plates. Thank you, thank you very much. Raman, to you, you're an interesting company because you're doing Maharashtra and Kerala and you've also got Europe. Uh, and, and you're a startup, uh, you started with AC, then you moved to DC, you also do a little bit of manufacturing of AC chargers. What was your big highlight in, in 2022?
3: Yeah, so uh, in 2022, earlier we had a milestone <coughs> of reaching 10,000 kWh a month. Mm-hmm. Now we reached 30,000 kWh uh, in a month. Fantastic. So mm-hmm. it's good. We are having usage, uh, we almost yeah. served almost, I'd say around uh, 5,000 to 6,000 for the users mm-hmm. in a month of November. Yeah, so... So it's was that higher than you had anticipated? Yeah, we you, expected yeah. 10,000 units uh, yeah. a month. It, until the projection was for 10,000 units, now but, but it is 30,000 units. It's good uh, yeah. that we are reaching that mark. Fantastic!
1: Thanks, and Karthikeya to you from Charge Zone because now we're talking about a very different part. You're a, you're a national player almost because oh, it's not almost really. You're in all parts of the country. or 107 Marriotts anywhere part of India. You've done electrification of 10,000 kilometers. You've been plugging away at this a long time, Karthikey. We've been watching you, and uh, I'm interested in 2022, what were what, what your big celebrations? Was there something to celebrate? What, uh, what, what were your big highlights?
4: No, absolutely. <clears throat> 2022 was probably, I, I guess, when we see we'll see this year, let's say three years, five years down the line, it's a year of a, a defining moment for e-mobility ecosystem in the country, especially when we talk about four-wheelers. Now, uh, as South between uh, 2019 to 2020 is pre and post COVID era yeah, 2022 uh, the year saw a major milestones being covered like, like you said 50,000 cars from over exam on the road. like my, my fellow colleagues mentioned about, about the increased utilization uh, in, the, in the public charging network and so on and so forth but um, it seems that this year one reason for us to celebrate is the uh, increased demand of of electric vehicles, which has not been driven by ROIs, Mm -hmm. it is driven by a very inherent um, vision of of individual users that they want to contribute something meaningful meaningful to the betterment of the environment and the society in general. The ESG part that we have been hearing these days is actually coming into action and e-mobility is going to be one of the drivers to meet your your ESG goals, whether at individual Mm levels. And on the other side, uh, 2022 year could have been better. But uh, yes, there were other challenges, supply chain, uh, not many vehicles being delivered despite a large number of orders being booked by various OEMs and so on. But I must say that uh, both in terms of the policies, uh, Indian regulators um, OEMs uh, accepting the fact that now the EV is here to stay. Yes. I think that is a defining moment for the year 2022.
1: This was the year when Mercedes said the last ICEE class would be the next model and after that we're going to go all electric. You saw many other companies including Volvo talk about moving to electric. There's still some Amin and eyeing in the Indian industry but Mahindra also launched the whole electric fleet which is going to be coming out in 2023. So I want to change thinking hats here gentlemen. Thank you for those, uh, for those sharings. I want to put on the dark hat here and then talk about what were the big frustrations in 2022 before we move on to the next year? What were your big challenges uh, as, as an industry? What, what, what were the frustrations? I know we had regulatory issues in certain states, particularly, and we can talk about them and flesh them out. Uh, beyond that, were there any others? So we start with you, Karthik from Zeon.
0: When you talk about challenges and frustrations, there are quite a bunch of uh, topics there. So, um, see, one could be um, uh, when we started off uh, talking to property owners, uh, trying to get uh, them to lend space, to put up a charger. They were like, no, I mean, electric cars are coming in 10 years. Why would you want to do that? We're not giving you space and all that. Now that conversation is shifting. Now I think, uh, to a large extent, as we start seeing more of these green number plates, people have started realizing that uh, electric cars are now and is now is happening. So that is uh, dissipating uh, to a large extent.
1: So this is from the the, the, the uh, franchise owned exactly uh, the, pra- the property
0: owners, uh, uh, the location partners and all such. Uh, the other is the same kind of attitude. Was seen with uh, regulators and, uh, and the. You discounts. had a particular
1: problem in Tamil Nadu, for example. Where exactly. The, in, yeah. Unilaterally, the, yeah. the, the tariff yeah, it's, rates change. I
0: think Tamil Nadu was one case in point. But in general, what is happening is that uh, the intent to accelerate uh, uh, electric mobility is there from the policymakers, but uh, since they do not understand the ecosystem, they do not. They're not electric vehicle drivers themselves. Uh, it's very hard for them to uh, conceive this whole idea, how the shift is happening, how the charging behavior of the customer is. Uh, and, and in their mind, they just simply replace a petrol pump with a fast charging station. Uh, they assume that uh, anybody who buys an electric vehicle has to go to a fast charging station to charge their car. They don't realize that bunch of that, or most of that is going to happen in the home 70, 80%. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that... Um, uh, understanding or uh, that um, uh, uh, understanding for the policy makers is is very vital now because the policy that they make uh, can only come from their understanding, right? So the intent is good, but uh, now the understanding of how the the ground level realities of Uh, this whole ecosystem works that needs to be understood better by the policy makers.
1: And as an industry, I guess we need to come together. We need to go to them. Uh, And sensitize them. sensitize them. Yes. Uh, In many ways, that's what we're trying to do with the Energizing India podcast. But thank you for sharing that, Karthike. PG, from your perspective.
2: All right. Still in 2022, as exactly Xeon says in the first place. But be honest with you, Xeon and Charge uh, Zones gave us a big hand to grow ourselves because they've been already educate the public Mm -hmm. what's the benefit of the charges in the industry and what the industry is going to change with. But again, uh, always when we step into most of the places trying to get the electrical connections from the local, uh, whichever the states are, uh, the HD and LT issues, you know, most of the uh, amenities owns, the, like, like big malls and big uh, hotels, they always have an HD. Mm. So when we give an application, uh, we always uh, uh, get a step back and not, not a good familiar way of approach back to us and they always ask for, you know, why don't you go with HD and stay Still you don't believe in Kerala.
1: So just for just for our listeners, the, the the differentiation between the high voltage side and the low voltage side, this is what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. So the infrastructure to step down the, the whole the power infrastructure to be able to connect to a DC fast charger. yeah
2: the, indeed why Why we need to get it on LT mm-hmm. uh, because the HDs always have a fixed rates of a very high value which mm-hmm. you never go into
1: anyway the charge mm-hmm. is not going to over break
2: you know, within another one or two months because you've got this fixed months.
1: take or pay charge uh, yes. facility fee that you yes. have to pay and yes. you just don't have the demand today to be able yeah. to, to justify uh, that
2: even, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. even if you put a 120 charges now and uh, if there is a bill being crossed more than 120 three times they will automatically they will send you a notice uh, one or two times and automatically will convert the LT into HD still that policy is not there even including KCB struggling on the same
4: mm-hmm. and are you gentlemen all seeing that yeah, I think uh, uh, at the end of the day if you look at um, the the discoms, you know obviously they are going to be one of the most important stakeholders in the, in the EV charging network industry mm-hmm. and uh, whilst, well it has been very encouraging that the EV tariffs have come into place and the uh, highly competitive uh, fixed-demand charges being put like 25 rupees, not per kb just 25 rupees as a symbolic number, like so for example, state of or Delhi for that matter. Yeah. So, uh, I think I think Discom need to step up uh, in terms of bringing a more coherent, like we have one nation, one tax uh, revolution that happened 3-4 three, three, years ago in terms of GST. We definitely need one nation, one grid, but now that's still a far cry. At least a coherent set of policies mm-hmm. across the mm-hmm. various state regulators mm-hmm. and the discoms. Mm-hmm. I think that's the need of an hour, and that will that's according to me, it's also been a, one of pretty much a frustrating moment mm-hmm. uh, where the, the the fixed demand charges are being be higher. And, and 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 one thing to be kept in mind, the EV industry is going to be one of the biggest consumer mm-hmm. for for discoms. Yeah. Absolutely, right? and yeah. that is I think uh, to yeah. be to be kept in
1: mind while discom with their pricing. Absolutely, and that was Karthikay from ChargeZone. So coming to Raman. Finally, uh, from Charge Mod before we go to the question of 2023, what were your frustrations, Raman?
3: Same, upstream. Upstream is always a problem there. The, so, power, grid, yeah, the, the tariffs, power grid, the tariffs, the connectivity, the yeah. infrastructure. And the time yeah. taken is obviously uh, a concern. Those are some things that we face, right, in like, across India. You know, globally, it's, I didn't say It's not something that is seen in India, it. it's, it's seen everywhere. Like it takes, uh, you know, since you're not asking for 310, you're asking for 6120, mm-hmm. right? So the, the problem with DISCOM right now is that it's going to take some they take some a little bit of time to arrange the grid, rearrange the infrastructure because most of the transformers right now are kind of like on the verge of loading or kind of overloaded. So they are trying. I've seen my conversations with KCB. they are trying very much. But obviously there are capital issues, yes. there are policy issues Absolutely. involved, right? So all these were kind of like a hindrance, but I'd say bureaucracy has been very positive
1: so it's a a good point you make uh, Raman and that is that uh, no matter where you go because now you're also in Europe no matter where you go you have these connectivity issues and and you're right we we supply charges to Norway and the CPO told us look it's actually it's 270 days after the application that you will get power you can't decide and be in there it's just that's the process and that's how long it takes and that's just that's one of the frustrations I think globally for our industry which is you can't move so fast Um,
0: there's one other um, uh, frustration that I would like to Mm -hmm. um, uh, on the table here not as a cpo but as an electric vehicle owner right or uh, to my fellow uh, ev owners uh, what is happening is that the the lack of understanding uh, uh from the uh, rwas the, the, oh, housing yes. society, the housing society uh, that, that's been a big challenge a lot yes. of people reside in an apartment on a rental basis they are quite apprehensive are are, uh, quite afraid uh, to buy an electric vehicles because they think that they cannot put up even a wall socket in their parking because they won't get the uh, approval from the RWA. uh, I don't understand but there's some kind of a resistance or um, uh, coming from uh, these RWA's, the lack of understanding, Um, people connect, the, uh, the thermal runaway events and all that. Hmm. Uh, scooters. To Chinese issues. scooters yeah, safety exactly. issues EVs. Exactly. Yes. exactly. Yeah. So, so I hope that problem to a large extent will dissipate going forward. Thank you. And I think we'll
1: hold that thought moving into 2023. So to wrap the, this podcast up, to go to the real main question, uh, which is 2023 is upon us. Uh, when you look back 2019, we went into Corona. Uh, there were barely any electric vehicles, no green number plates. My God, what a change between then and now. Uh, what a big growth in our industry. So much vibrancy. Um, what are going to be the issues or the one big issue actually if I can zoom it down to that what is the one big issue that as an industry we should address in 2023 to make it easier for people to decide to use electric vehicles
0: the one thing that I could think of is again going back to the earlier point that we made that is to bring in DISCOMs and policymakers in line uh, with the need of the customer and the need of the industry uh, to sensitize them uh, to make it easy for us to uh, Rollout charges to make it easy for people to own electric vehicles, whether it's allowing them to put up charges in the apartments or uh, giving us uh, power connections, um, rationalising uh, tariffs. Uh, Mr. Uh, Kartikeya was uh, mentioning. So, so these are some things uh, that needs to be addressed in uh, 2023 uh, if we are to uh, see that exponential. Uh, growth that's uh, we are going to see in the next couple of years.
1: Thank you Karthik. PG it's going to be the year of many launches. Indra says seven, Tata has got another two, uh, a number of the uh, multinational car companies will have a few cars. Uh, this uh, OSM is going to launch their truck uh, and all on CCS a lot of things are going to happen in 2023. What, what do you reckon from the perspective of GOEC you need addressed?
2: The problems which is already existing mm-hmm. in the market uh, from the higher authorities whatever the policies has to be taken which we all have to address to the government, and a standard policy has to come. But in that policy, I'm just picking one of the one of the key things which I really disagree, because uh, we do have a sister company of solar. All right, when we install solars and sell the solars back to the government, uh, they don't give us any GSTs, mm-hmm. and it is very unfair. All these charging stations, 18% of GST as long as you can't say it's a service because you're already paying the taxes in the first place and getting the electricity and paying the funds in the upfront then paying back to the customer. So if that 18 percentage can be waived off or in a mutual agreement it comes in a, in a decent parameters where we can see all the EV vehicles have a subsidy most of the part of the world. So, they should consider that 18 percentage that will bring the cost down. Mm-hmm. So, unfair and treatment will, of tax,
1: basically. Yeah, uh, basically, that 18 percentage
2: comes under a, yeah. a GST service. Like, uh, just to cook one, Seal, one of the airports runs in Kuchin, mm-hmm. is an entire solar. They are selling mega, megawatts back to KCB, electricity board, but when they're taking it back, they have to pay, <laughs> have to pay 18 percentage. It's both a okay. service.
1: So, that's all. The uniqueness of policy regulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that, PG. Uh, Raman, coming to you. The big, uh, the big thing for the industry in twenty
3: twenty three. So I'd say policies in the communication side are being broomed right now. Like say, O C P I is something that policymakers are not feeling uh, ideal about. So uh, something that is based on Beckon is currently being worked upon mm-hmm. by higher committees on the same. So we can expect more protocols, I mean, more uh, communication methods, the standards server-to-server communication schemas from the standard organization or BIS or someone like that, one side. Second side could be the introduction of the early BDC devices, like for the two-wheelers and three-wheelers. That could be a game changer, maybe, might be, mm-hmm. because Seola is following that. TBS is going to follow mm-hmm. that ultra All the major two-wheeler manufacturers. So standardizing a two-wheeler are, charging protocol, right, like no, the Power so, Charge Alliance, yes, for example, yes, is trying to do as yes. well. And, uh, so okay. that's something... Very interesting. Yes. Uh, well, but it's unique to India, isn't it? Yeah, it's very unique to India. Interesting. And, uh, yeah. You know, considering the number of vehicles on the road, mm-hmm. see, that's a huge, huge uh, number of devices, infrastructure, mm-hmm. energy, everything. That's,
1: the numbers are very high on that side. So I'm excited on that part as well. Excellent, Raman, thank you. And Kartik, finally to you, 2023.
4: Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for all the you know, great ideas and suggestions for what what could be uh, for Indian e- e- mobility ecosystem for 2023. But I think I'd like to come to the probably the most important point is. Access to capital. Mm. Same point of 2021. Access to a competitive competitive capital capital is going to be the key because EV charging infrastructure, the word infrastructure means something that is capex hungry, Mm. something that needs to be sustainable, Mm. and that is only possible when uh, there are priorities sorted out. For example, uh, if still EV charging is not tagged as an infra business, as a result, Banks will mm-hmm. look what at it like very differently. Different. Higher yeah. risk. Yeah. Yeah. They perceive as a higher risk to a higher interest rate, which is anyway subject to in the recent quarter. So for example, RBI putting the entire EV thing into a priority list mm. will help EV charging players to get an access to a cheaper or a competitive debt. I'm not saying this is capital to be cheaper, they need to be competitive. So both in the terms of equity and debt mix, I think this will be the key ask by, by the entire EV charging. Uh, industry yeah, in terms of um, uh, helping them in you know, a scale up, mm-hmm. because we we'll require billions of dollars, not just millions, just several hundred billions of dollars, uh, in terms of all kind of charging, whether it's AC, DC, battery swap, you name it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But until unless that is not guaranteed, because today today you see if you buy an EV car, uh, recently banks have started opening the wallet, but he's funding your balance sheet? he's mm-hmm. funding your income tax return right, as an individual? Sure. Yeah. He they do, still do not have uh, historical data or insurance data or performance data mm-hmm. and hence they are still reluctant yes. however for EV charging there's no way to go and you know get those kind of you know uh, competitive uh, mm-hmm. you not know, debt so it's uh, in 2023 if business has to scale it up yeah I think I think the access to a mix of liquidity and debt will be key. excellent
1: fantastic so we talked about government policy we talked about taxation we talked even about the RWAs which are a bugbear for us in uh, in, in in the industry and then Finally, most importantly, the cost of capital, access to capital. And that's the story that continues the last two years, training the finance sector to be able to understand how to manage the risk within the charge point operating sector. Gentlemen, uh, you are making the real change in this industry. You are changing India, bringing cleaner air to cities. Uh, and we can only wish you well. Thank you so much for coming together as an industry to the Energizing India podcast, our team at Studios. Fantastic talking to you. Look forward to many more occasions when we can bring everyone together like this again. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank,
0: Thank you. you. It's been our
1: pleasure. I'm your host for this episode, Ravin Mirchandani. But I would not be here without the amazing Energizing India podcast team. Onkar, our podcast director, and the man who makes it all happen in the end, much like a big, fat, grand Indian wedding, bringing together the research, data, and attention to details, all in the timelines to get the next episode out on time. Three Vikram, our podcast co host and head of research, and Sunil, who, along with me, is executive producer of our program. The Energizing India podcast is an Ador Digatron production, giving a voice to the EV industry in India. If you enjoyed listening to us today, make sure to follow us on whatever platform you are listening on, whether it's Spotify, Apple iTunes, or our own portal, energizingindia.tv. Thank you very much and see you on the next episode.